Hey guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we're kidnapping kids and we're stealing their dreams because we're talking about City of Lost Children. So let's just start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Thanks for joining the cult. Really appreciate it. Do us a favor. Head over to our YouTube page. Check out our videos there. Subscribe. That'd be nice. And then head over to our iTunes. Give us a review. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got two. Two to do. Two? I love when there's two to do. To do. (laughs) Tonight. Sounds good. Uh, And uh, we have all of our episodes up now. If you don't already know, we've been uh, letting you guys know for the last couple weeks now. Uh, all of our episodes are up on iTunes, so you can go check out all 130 plus episodes. You can go back to when Kyle was the owner and operator. No, I'm sorry, you got sole that. Proprietor. I'm sorry, that. Sole. Owner and proprietor. Oh. <laughs> proprietor. Yeah. See, see what happened. Bluefield see, Audio. See, see, see what happened was was <laughs> I didn't know who'd be listening, and I had to try to make myself sound bigger than I was. <laughs> so that's where that came from. It was. Came, a- they came knocking. Nobody if, came knocking. <laughs> Still waiting. Still waiting on that on that call. And if you're wondering who else is talking, as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wolbrecht. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salucio. Hello, everyone. Tonight, we are talking about The City of Lost Children. It's directed by Marco Caro? Mark Caro? Mark, Mark Caro? Caro? I'm seeing Mark. No, Mark. No, it's Mark Caro and uh, Jean... Jean-Pierre Junot. I think so. Jean-Pierre Junoui. Junoui? Junoui? Huh. Huh. <laughs> I had to go to Kyle for that. <laughs> Boom. Listen, Kyle knows his Italian. He took his He knows French. his French. Good job, Kyle. He knows it. I, stu- fil- I studied wine. <laughs> I studied <laughs> wine. This film came out in 1995, had a budget of $18 million. made Dan in the box office, was filmed in France, uh, Germany, and Spain, has a rating of R, and currently sits at a 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is an R? That's what I read. Oh, was it? That's odd. Huh. I think it was a bit like a not rated or something. <laughs> Un- All right. Who knows? We'll, well go with R. Not unrated. Okay, not I, can, rated. I can see where the R comes from. I can see where the R comes from. If you don't know what this uh, movie is about, it's time for Plots with Mike. All right, City of Lost Children. I think the, the name is pretty explanatory. It's about a, a city, mm-hmm. and this is where lost children go, or apparently stolen children might go. Yeah. Apparently, there's this dude. His name is Crank. He can't dream anymore. He's got a problem with dreaming. So he decides he comes up with this idea that he's going to like capture these children and enter their dreams, but they always turn out to be nightmares. Yes. So poor Crank, you know, he's pretty frustrated with the whole situation. He's done everything. He's got his weird kind of like wife, I yeah. guess. Was he think this is his yeah, wife? It's yes. his wife. Yeah. All right, he's got his wife and he decided to clone his uh his uh partner He's got, he's got like a whole bunch of clones of this one guy. Yes. And they all try to get these kids to be all happy and stuff, but they can't. They're all just frightening because they all they look frightening. Crank looks frightening. And uh, one day they decide to steal uh, one kid who just so happens to be uh, like a little brother. But I don't think it's a literal little brother. I think it's just like a kid that this guy. Yes. Played by Ron Perlman. 
his name is One. He's a strong man in like a weird kind of like street circus. And they steal his little brother and they murder the, the like the ringmaster. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, he decides to go on a journey to find his little brother friend uh, who's been kidnapped by Crank. And he takes he, along the way, he meets certain people. And one of the people that he meets is this little girl named Minwet. And uh, they are uh, go me- on. And- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, Moon Moon Wee? Is it Miet? Moon Wee? Yeah, it's it's Miet. It's Miet. Miet. Her name is Miet. We're going to be mispronouncing shit yeah, all French, day. French is, Don't not worry. Our, is not our first language. Uh, <laughs> well, Miet? They, they actually said it in the movie multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> Still not great. Uh, yeah, and they go off and they, and they go to find this little kid, uh, along with maybe taking down Crank a few pegs. You know the name Crank really makes him sound like he's he's part of uh, he's like a real he's a real villain, right? Doesn't it? Doesn't it give him the name like he's yeah, really, he's like a Fast and the Furious? I mean, we're villain. missing. It's very steampunk. We're, we're missing. We're missing a couple of things. What's but that? are we critiquing well, I mean, plots like, with Mike? Yeah. No, there's a, there's a couple of things that so, that yeah. come up. For, we'll, di- we'll dig in. Listen, I'm just going yeah. into the the overall the plot. plot. Like, we don't want to yeah. go. But yeah, there's, there's a there, there's a weird teacher that is two people that is one person. And there's also, uh, you know, a submarine. Yeah. <laughs> and a dude that can control people's mind and make the murders. Right. Yeah. A lot of, lot of, lot of things, a lot of stuff to unpackage. Cody, <laughs> this is your pick. Why'd you pick this movie? I'm glad you asked, Chris. Uh, we were sitting around after uh, last week's episode, and we were just thumbing through uh, movies that I could pick. We were throwing out a bunch, and you said, why not City of Lost Children? I said, you know what? I just bought that a month ago. I haven't watched it. I haven't seen this movie since I worked at... Hollywood video. Yeah, and I loved, I remember loving this film. Yeah, let's watch it so I, we can destroy what we love. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, that's the, the, the exact reason I picked this film. Now, had anyone not seen this film before? I had not seen this film before. You not see, Did you go in blind? How'd you go in? Went into it, uh, yeah, I went into it blind. I, I basically read the uh, brief synopsis that was on IMDb, and... Um, and I, I Googled the post art and I immediately recognized it from the video store. Dude, that I was poster- like, holy shit, I remember this because it's a side profile of, of uh, Crank. Yeah. And yeah, instantly remembered, like, I always wondered what this was about. So, whole reason I rented this movie is the key art. Yeah. Key art. Yeah. I like that that word's coming back up. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> You're right. It's striking. It's crank with this giant head machine, like machine on his head, like and the machine that like Doc Brown creates in 1955. But way more imposing. <laughs> way more just like gritty kind and of. And this, yeah, kind of black and white image yeah. of this very distinct looking man. Yeah, except jumps off the shelf. Huge sure. nose, no chin. Yeah, <laughs> like just weird looking guy. Yep, he looks like a like a Bob's Burger character. He does. <laughs> he really does. And I, so I remember. I, I the last time I saw this movie was probably in high school then. Uh, but I remember loving this film. When did you first seen it, Mike? Man, probably. Well, when did this film come out? Ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. Yeah, then it can't have been. Yeah, it's probably in high school. Probably. I don't. I know I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah. Um, I definitely caught it on like TV. So I probably saw it like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, I'm guessing. Do you remember liking it? Do you uh, yeah, I really liked it because I was. I mean, it it. I mean, it's it was it was dark. Right. Um. You know, I was angsty. I was an angsty teenager, as many Generation Xers were. So was I. Uh, was angsty you know, teenager. While For sitting me? back listening to Heart Shaped Box, <laughs> just really fucking hating the adults. Just hating it and just really saying to myself, like, man, am I going anywhere in my life? I'm really angry about that. <laughs> God, a lot of nine inch nails. 
<laughs> super into it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I thought, you know, well, for me, I, I, there was a point in my life where I feel like I was always seeking out just like the weirdest, most visual, t- you know, uh, films that I could find. And this one, I feel like always popped up. People always say, yeah, it's really weird. You know, it's got an interesting style. And it was at a time when like, I feel like indie film was kind of doing well. You know, there was a lot of really good, like, Oh indie yeah. 95 stuff. was well, fun, 94, fun fact. Uh, this, uh, this opened up the 1995 Cannes film festival. It did Kyle. Ooh. Did it? Fun fact. Yeah. That's oh, a fun fact from I Kyle. I love it. That I... might be a segment someday soon. Fun facts with Kyle. I like that. I like to call it, I, like, I want to call it fact toys with Kyle. Cause that oh. implies that I can make mistakes. <laughs> okay. I like that. This factoid is not a real thing. Fair factoid enough. is yeah. not. It's not yeah. a real. It's not a real fact. It's not a real fact. Which is why I want that same call it. Because if I make mistakes, fuck all y'all. It's okay. <laughs> factoids <laughs> with Kyle. Factoids with Kyle. Fake shit. Fake news. Might be real. We just saw it on IMDb. Fake shit. With no Kyle. Fucking idea. Fake shit. <laughs> <laughs> Could be real. Couldn't. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Our extent of our research goes to IMDb. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just thought, I feel like I was always on a quest to find the weirdest movies, and like that's kind of what drew me to this one was that the cover art sold me on the weird factor. And then when I watched it, I didn't realize it was going to be a foreign film the first time I saw it. I think, you know, like I was like 17 yeah, or 18. I, th- I think so. I was in the same boat. I don't think I was like, oh, this is, you know, French. Awesome. Yeah. Which I didn't watch it in, in French. I, I like the, I, this was the first time I watched it in French. Okay. Um, and I've seen this movie multiple times. No, I didn't know it was dubbed. On the uh, yeah, on the DVD, it is dubbed in English mm. and in Spanish. Is it a good dub? The English dub, yeah. Okay, actually, it's pretty it's good. Does Ron Perlman do his own voice? I don't remember. He dubs himself. Yeah. I just remember. Hey, cra- you think that? I was like, I was actually really surprised because I was like, oh man, what's what's? Because I have. Krang's, uh, Krang, 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 yeah, from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Power around with the shredder, like <laughs> and steal little children. Uh, steal I dreams. knew I was gonna do that. I knew <laughs> oh, I was gonna do. I'm sorry. Shit. I grew up with Crank. I know Crank. Yeah. I grew up with Crank. I know this. Crank, okay. Crank. I I distinctly remember his voice from the English dub version because the, you know what I mean. And I was like, it fit his character so well. And I was shocked to sound. It's very similar to the French version. Mm. So. Well, they, they, well the, you know what? The dubbing cast super casting supervisor did a good job. Good job, or he, he just did, did it in job. English. Maybe I don't know. All right, maybe I don't know. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? I don't have those kind of fun facts. Yeah, sorry, I can't help you there. Maybe next episode. Maybe next episode <laughs> I'll have fun facts about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, guess what I learned? Guess what I learned since City of Lost Children. <laughs> Some fun facts. Yeah. Ron Perlman was in it. You guys know that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> With that being said, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about the City of Lost Children. One of the things I wanted to start off with was, um, I guess, I didn't know this was a surrealist film. Is there a cons- really? I didn't know. <laughs> like, after the first time I Did watched it. Did you watch it? it? No, the first time I watched it, I didn't know, like, what category it was in. Like, I didn't understand the category. I wasn't familiar with I really look back on it now and realize that I did not even know that the category of surrealist film existed really? at that time in my life. Really? really? What would you have called, like, all the Jodorowsky I, did, I wasn't watching oh, yeah. Jodorowsky or anything like that. Oh, you mean at the time when you watched, watched this, this? But you were, like, 15. Yeah. Did you even know what surrealism was? I no, no, didn't. I had no idea. I I like, did any of us know what that was at 15? No, I probably know. not. Shut up, Chris. So it's yeah, like, shut up, Chris. Yeah, uh, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, well. My extensive knowledge of surrealist Obviously, you didn't love film like I I did. I'm just saying. I was. I like got into weird shit. I liked weird movies, so I always like looked for them. 
Well, but yeah, but I didn't understand it was a genre. I punch him sometimes, you know? <laughs> I can see Chris walking into like a Hollywood video just like, what do you have in surrealism? <laughs> yeah, four do you have fucking surrealist pimply, pimply Chase fucking 14 year old. What, what surrealist films do you. <laughs> can I procure? You don't have a surrealistic section. Do you have any recommendations <laughs> don't for you surrealist have, films? Aren't your sections separated by director alphabetically? <laughs> <laughs> derailed so quickly but i didn't understand that and now going back and watching it now as you're like um, oh dark city yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> i love dark city no that's, oh my God. <laughs> that's exactly the first scene i was like oh i like dark city <laughs> no i i had such a uh i had a, that's actually one of my talking points about this too uh is is going back and watching this and now seeing like themes in the film and, and stuff like that it was this is much more uh uh a, a enjoyable kind of watch for me okay. which is weird because i don't know what i'm I, I, going into this right now i don't know what i'm gonna rate this film and i'm excited to talk to you guys about the themes in this film because i want to know if you guys got the same thing that i did uh because uh, this is like almost watching it like for the first time again for me so it was kind of it was it was fun but i don't know i question i question if the, the if if this film is fleshed out enough with what it's trying to talk about. I don't know. I mean, I think it, it feels kind of like a, almost like a comic book story or a fairy tale yes. or like a, like a, it kind of has this weird child like story structure. Right. Well, I feel like all of his films are like that. Yeah. I mean, like Amelie is. Oh yeah. I mean, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just obviously like this fairy tale kind of like, it's weird. There, there, there are adult themes in it, like sex and stuff like that, but it's so, it's it's cut by like this almost like childlike like you said fantasy mm -hmm. it just it, everything seems so innocent and clean but it, in reality right. it's like it's not dark and it's dealing with like human human right. shit like adult shit yeah well definitely like in my opinion like uh, one of the things i have down is like what is the the symbolism between the two families and what i got from this movie was the sense that yeah there's two families in this film it was looking at me crazy i like it um so there is the family that is created. The both oh actually both families are created, but it's de the the one is done basically scientifically and one is done naturally. Okay, um, and that is the family of one and Vidya and and, and uh, little brother. Mm -hmm. Though that's one family, and then you have the family of uh, uh, Crank and uh, the the wife right. and and the the children who are basically um, the. Clones, Cl the clones. Here's the thing that that was uh, I was and saying. The brain. Yeah. Here's the thing that I was that was being said uh, that in the synopsis that wasn't uh, picked up because it's like a, a deeper theme. Everyone in that family is created. Even uh, Crank. He's 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 a creation. Um, he's he's uh, not like a, he's not a natural person. He's a creation, and he the reason that he's trying to steal dreams is to stop his aging process because he's aging. Rapidly, rapidly, um, and so you have. Uh, that's why, it, but he's causing all the nightmares in the dream. That's another weird thing with this. And then you have like a, uh, so that that's one family, and that's the creative family by the original. <clears throat> the original is the crazy one that's down in the, the mm -hmm. water, right? Um, so that's one family that's created through basically science, which science and technology is a lot of theme in this movie too. Mm -hmm. Well, along with religion, um. So that's the one family. And then you have the naturally born family, which is, uh, you know, one Mignette and little brother who is brought together, created naturally this family uh, by the the perils and the situations that they're put in. So it's almost like 
you there's the 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 path of like almost like I see it as friendships to the family that you choose, and then maybe the the the, the family that's that is I uh, created for you, which is your you know you know your your family you're born with. So I don't know. I those are two of the things that I I picked up, and I didn't know if anybody else had picked that up. I didn't no, I didn't. All. I never looked at that ang- like the the angle of of the two perspectives, you know, one that's artificially created and one that's naturally existing. Yeah. And how that differs, you know. Um and it's like the natural and- one is is created out of uh, uh of the friendships are created out of like almost like a tr- atrocities? Tragedy? Like, tragedy would be the word. Yeah. <laughs> Probably so, not tragedy. Maybe not tragedy, maybe no, uh, yeah. uh But like like one is one is abandoned. Not abandoned, but it, it, when the uh the street thug stabs him and kills the the circus, that's his that's his father figure. That's who's taking care of both of these people because one yeah. is that I feel is like that simple of a person that he really is not going to be capable of taking care of himself or his little brother really. Right. Until and 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 he's kind of lost until he meets little sister Mignette and she's kind of like again that 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 the adult character which is weird because it's portrayed by a child right so and I think that has a lot to do with the Krang being old the anti-aging and then her being a child playing as an adult like there's a lot of age yeah swaps and things in this film too which I think is has something to do I don't know what with what but I feel like a lot of these ideas aren't like fully fleshed out as far as like because i believe that there's symbolism with the cyclops and technology and religion heavily with with those guys and like what they're trying to say nazi vibe with that whole group too there's there's definitely like a i mean yeah there's a i think there's a a theme of saying like people are going to be giving themselves up to technology and that's going to be evil they're literally gouging out their own eyes to join this this cult of technology yeah yeah there's definitely a um I thought uh, most of them were blind already, though. Yeah, that's what I took it as too. Yeah. That, that 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 they were, the technology in a weird way, was giving them the the ability to finally see. In a way, yeah, it was like it, like technically it was a miracle being performed. Yes, right? and these people were running to this thing to be cured, so to speak. But in same at the same time, they were being indoctrinated or even like uh, what's the word to use? What's like what do the Borgs do? What do the Borg do? They assimilate. Uh, assimilate. Yeah. Yes. They were being assimilated. All right. Yeah, well, I, the, okay. That even says it's actually good. the Borg. Actually, in this movie, I mean, they're pretty <laughs> much they're pretty much steampunk Borg. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what they are. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty true. The hearing's in, exceptional, in, in, exce- yeah. exceptional when it's when it's uh, some shuffling around. But if somebody's talking, apparently, <laughs> apparently he- hearing handles it just fine. I, or yelling. That, yeah. I was like, I like how the preacher was yelling. That kind of brought me the wrong way too. Yeah, I get you on that. But, but you like, you know, your your fucking your sleeve brushes against some fucking rusty metal. It's like. <laughs> so I have a question. I mean, I know it, you know it's a surrealist film, and there's probably not an answer to this. But like, what? Like, is this city like underground, or is it like always nighttime? I don't think you're really supposed to know, right? It's that, and and when they say city of lost children, are, are, is it all people that don't like? Are they all not related? What? Like, no. are the children... City of Lost Children, I think, is just... Just referring I, that's to just the... a Yeah, I think it's 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 almost like a... Whatever. It's well, a, no, it's... It's a, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nickname for it's this. It's a city. For, for, it's a, no, I... Literally I, filled... Of, like... No, I think I think it's a nickname no, for... It's a nickname for the dude's fucking oil rig that he's living in. Okay, that is so the city of Lost Children of because lost that's children. where all the lost children are. So it's not like there's a city of lost children and no. he's stealing children I from No, it's, a, it's like a, it's, it's just a, it's a moniker, I guess. Is I, that I, a good way to describe I, it? I don't know. I, I thought it was, maybe it was like I a Peter it was, Pan situation. I took it somewhat as literal. 
No, and, I well, you you can take it as Peter Pan. That's a that's a great parallel mm-hmm. because Peter Pan, the children go to Neverland, right? Right, and, and in this film, lost. they're going to Crank's fucking thing. Like Crank's place is the, the Neverland of this world, so to speak. I took it as literal if you think about it, because the movie mostly takes place in a city. Yeah, but there's not. It's not just children in that city. No, there's, there's, there's adults, lots. There's orphans in it. There's adults. Yeah, there's but families. it's a city. That has a lot of lost children because I, that, that's what those posters are up for. That's what those posters say oh, is that those children, sure. those children are lost. But those are the ones that got stolen. Those are the ones that got stolen. So it is literally a yeah, city. That's how I. That has it. a lot of lost children. Children that have gone <laughs> missing. Missing. Okay, I can see it that way, a and I can see it the way I saw it. Yeah. In this city. I was trying to figure out if everybody in the city was like, no. like this is a separate city from like Earth City. But they talk about it like it's Earth. Yeah, no, I definitely think it's a, like Chris said, it's almost like a fairy tale slash comic book world. Okay. That's almost like Sin City. Because I remember yeah. when I watched as a, as, a, as a high schooler, like I thought it was underground the whole time. I was like, they're in a sewer. It looks like like yeah. this is this looks is like, like uh, this the is water's like green the as Matrix. Fuck. What is that fucking place in the Matrix? Green. The city that the Matrix vibes in this movie. Lived in it. Okay. When did the oh oh oh? What the hell was the name of that city? Zion. Zion. I thought it was like a Zion. (laughs) (laughs) He's looking at me like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I'm like, "I'm like, never happens." I'm not helping you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know about Matrix Revelations. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to me about the first one all you want. The first one, bro. I only know the Nebuchadnezzar, and beyond that, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't know why Nebuchadnezzar was such a funny word Dude, to hear, but it works. Such a great, no, because it's such a good nerd joke. That really is. It's like, unless you know the Matrix, that's not funny. <laughs> I know, that's why Chris is over here. I don't know. I don't know. Like Chris is over here hitting his fucking e-sig, like, oh, whenever these guys are done. <laughs> I did get some Matrix, vibe, Matrix vibes on some of these shots, though. No, as far as, like, what, color palette or... Color palette, definitely the way, like, when it's pulling out and they're all sitting in there and the preacher's going nuts and it's pulling back, revealing all these people sitting up in these stands. I was like, yeah, this kind of, like, I don't know, this just looks like a shot that they would have in the Matrix. It definitely looks like a film from, like, the mid-90s. I agree. And I don't mean that as a bad thing. Because, I mean, you're looking at Dark City falls into that. Even even Alien 3 has, like, a vibe. Well, this is kind of He directed Alien Resurrection. Oh, he did. Yeah. No, oh, look at that. Um, uh, Jean Pierre. Yeah. Okay. He he directed it. Um, then it, dude, if you watch, go back and watch Resurrection, you'll be like, holy shit, it looks like City of Lost Children. <laughs> like you will. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but no, I I and then the the one thing I was gonna bring up about the '90s aesthetic because the, the aesthetic I don't know if that's that's the wrong word. That's a good phrasing. word. Good well, because a lot of movies and they, yeah, but the, the, it's not wouldn't the '90s aesthetic wouldn't apply to what I'm about to say. Um, All right, don't say it then. Fuck you. I know. <laughs> a lot of the movies in the '90s like had this like gothic esque. Yeah, the crow. Yeah, the, the crow. crow. Everything was dark and the you know, wet. Dark, dark and wet. Dark city. <laughs> dark and wet. And it always just rained. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the sun never fucking comes out. Yeah. That's right. Very Seattle. It's true. Yeah. Very Seattle. It feels. It is very Seattle. It's very yeah. grunge. Yeah. Gothic Seattle. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, the, uh, this is uh, it's just like a theme that I felt like I didn't realize existed until I go go back and watch the film. I'm like, man, this looks like a lot like uh, the crow. Everything, and, everything's uh, got a, every, everything comes with like a nine inch nail song. <laughs> Not this movie. <laughs> no, I actually enjoy Smashing this pumpkins. Sound, maybe, dude, the music in this. this. I enjoy the music. 
good. It right? is really Honestly, good. I'm sitting right now. You guys have to remind me because I actually can't, cannot remember any of the music for this What? Movie. Not even the flea? Like, yeah, no. Okay. Like that, I, don't, I don't know if that if I would cut, cut, classify it as a part of the soundtrack. That's part of a that's part of a piece that happens in the plot. That's a plot device. Yeah, the, his music <laughs> box. <laughs> what? No. Oh, it, the music box. Yeah, the music. Yeah, because that's what that's what triggers the people to. Right. Kill I would say that's definitely part of the soundtrack. Yeah, I, they probably put it on the soundtrack for good measure. Yeah. <laughs> I put it on there. <laughs> I would. They probably called it. There's thirty seconds of a circus can jam. On, can we be <laughs> honest? Macron song, I like whatever his name was. I know I'm jumping all over the place with this film, and I apologize, but I want to talk about this. Can we just say that is the coolest way to fucking assassinate somebody ever? Oh, it's pretty that. crazy. With, uh, yes. with fleas that are trained to inject the, the, a weird the, toxin into you that, that also turns you into a killer, a, yeah. but yeah. only when you hear a song. Yeah, it's definitely something that you would only see in a comic book. So weird. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, fucking, it's it such badass. a cool it was like badass, and I like the I like the early CG effects for that shit. Looked a little. Whatever, but it still looked good. good. Yeah, yeah, it had a dirty, you dirty did, griminess. You didn't to it. mind. You didn't mind it in this film. It somehow fit. Is well, that weird? No, I think it. I think it fit because like the 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 set pieces and everything just had this kind of dirty brown, wet, grimy look. So when you see the CG, it kind of still has that 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 kind of look to it. And they didn't go for anything that was like overtly hairy, so it's easy to 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 generate. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's just you know. Flashy tones, I guess. I was surprised at how oh, it looked great, how good the CG yeah, was. Yeah, for what this, year? Was actually, fucking... like, yeah, I thought it really held up. It, like... it held up. It totally added to the store to the movie. It made it it made it more fantasy. Yeah, like really, absolutely. No, I agree. And I just again, that is the coolest assassin in my opinion. Yeah, at film right now that I can think of, the like John Wick. What you don't have a flea, dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Sorry, you gotta, Sorry, you bro. Maybe, maybe, you're you're John flea. Yeah, maybe you're John, John flea. Yeah, maybe John flea. Maybe you killed twenty dudes with a flea. I'd be fucking impressed. Fucking John Wick comes <laughs> out with a goddamn music box. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't do it, John Wick. So I'm not. <laughs> Fuck you, John Wick. <laughs> I said it. Yeah, he said yeah, it. You wouldn't be saying that John Wick was in the what room you, right now. I want to know. Sure I would if I had my flea on me. <laughs> like, what's up? He's already on your neck. You want to go? I want to know uh, before I ask you guys uh, what I wanted to ask you. What did you want to ask you? If you got what <laughs> what themes that you picked up in the film? I mean, the family thing, like I picked up. I didn't. Yeah. Ca- I didn't. I didn't. I didn't put it together as like, oh yeah, they're you know they're scientifically made versus whatever. But I definitely felt like there was okay. This is like a uh, what's the word I should say? Like a, a, a family that's uh, uh, what's it, like a bad family. What the heck is Man, the word for yeah. it? Man, your brain is just bad, bad for- old beer. Old beer, Mike. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> drinking this old beer. It's a bad movie. It's bad. old beer. Bad people. <laughs> Bad, no. Dysfunctional. <laughs> dysfunctional, that's hey. right. That's what I'm trying to find. There's, there's definitely like a disfun- dysfunctional family that, that you know, is, yeah. has a, has a, a, a unit. Yes. And then there's this other family that is kind of like split apart, but they love each other, but none of them are really technically related. Yeah. Like I had Family I, is what you I make I totally it. had something to go off of that, but so much has happened since you started talking. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Chris brain, is losing his fucking brain, mind. Fucking, yeah, you said dick functional. <laughs> I said dick functional? Yeah. <laughs> really? All right. Oh, shit. All right. This is just wild. Is I was gonna giant shit. I was gonna jump off with you as well, and then it just functional. Just so you know, <laughs> AKA Mike, AKA Dick's functional. <laughs> Dick. 
Dick, right. Dick's functional. I'm sure they all oh, work. Just letting everyone know that. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> throw it out the there. news there. Just let it hang Dick's out. Dick's functional. Dick's functional. It Dick's works. Functional. Well, it works. <laughs> no, dude, if it's one thing I can't stand, it's a Dick's functional family. Dick's functional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear There's it. There's too many Dick's functional. I really, I really hope that that is not an Urban Dictionary thing, and I just created that right now. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to Google that thing. Old Dick's functional. Dick's uh, functional. Sure. Someone who does have control of their penis, and it works just fine. It's super functioning. <laughs> High-functioning dicks. does not have erectile dysfunction. It's Dick's functional. <laughs> Sounds like a guy, old Dick's Functional Jones over here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, right. there's enough silliness happening. I know, I don't even know where we left off. Uh, Whether or not you caught the themes. Yeah, yeah. And I I was done. Yes, I did catch the family theme. He caught the family themes. But not so much, uh, you know, the scientific versus like non scientific. I always took it as like, uh, you know, a dysfunctional family versus a. Oddly, like a put together family that is not related. So it kind of like, I thought the whole theme of this film was like family is like what you make of it. You know, like yeah. it's who, you know. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I think I would definitely agree with that. But I I, I guess I, under, I don't understand exactly what they're trying to say with, like, I like there's the part too of like Crank where it's like his, his thing of not being able to dream and what that means. <laughs> About being, find it. No, even worse. I found a Tumblr page called Dick's Functional <laughs> Family. Great. And you know what? The first one is a boner. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't coin it. Nope. Moving on. Can't coin it. Uh, there's his. There's his story side of it, which is this inability of whose story? Cranks. Oh, okay. His story of, of this inability to um, stop aging because he can't dream or have it like a, you know, and not turn it into a nightmare. So he's trying to stop his aging. And it, I, like that, that story is I mean, very interesting to me. That, 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 Dreams keep you young, right? Keep dreaming. Yes, that's, that's, like, keep yes, dreaming. Yeah. Keep, keep, like, Correct. going. That's yeah. how I took yeah. it, too, is that. And it's such, uh, a, such an interesting theme to say with such a fucking cranky character. <laughs> like,. He's a cranky character. Is that why his name's Crank? Oh, I, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I, I, I love it though. I love that. I love that. That's one of the themes in this film because that's probably something that I took away. That was most important to me is like, yeah, dude, like you're you're never too old to dream. You're never too young to dream. Like, but when you stop dreaming, you start dying. Maybe you know Ooh, is what yeah. they're trying to say. No, I like that. that no, that's a, good. That, no, that's exactly what they're trying to say. I think with that character at least. No, I just like the way Chris said it. <laughs> he just really, he should put that Ooh, on a that poster. That sounded good. He should put that on an inspirational poster and put it up in my bedroom behind my bed. Okay. Well, Christmas is coming. With a picture of a cat. And I definitely think it goes into that ending you were talking about. The uh when when you know the f- finale, the the, the Mignette versus uh Crank. Yeah. When she goes into the dream and then she turns really old and he turns really young. Yes. I, th- I think there is like a, a semblance there because you have a, a little girl who is like forced to be an adult because she lives on the streets and she has to like fend for herself mm-hmm. and this old man that like only desires to be younger. Right. And it's almost like a weird kind of like, it was like ina- reenact, like, like subliminally acting out like yeah, physical, in, in- whether it was their own <clears throat> fears like coming to yes. pass or like 
Whether it was their desires being like warped in a weird Twilight Zone way, I thought it was. I thought it was. I I thought it. I don't know if I'd say fears or desires. I'd feel. I feel like I'd say like reality mm-hmm. of it. Like like this is like if we're going back to the Matrix. Like this is this is like their this is their avatar basically. Okay. The Crank's avatar. If he had to choose, he's going to be this child, and her and her avatar is this mature woman who who basically. Let's say anti-hero in the in the sense where she takes on this responsibility of not only taking care of one, but she takes on the responsibility of kind of being the quote unquote maybe like the the kind of leader of this group of other orphan kids, and then she just kind of thrusts it upon these different responsibilities as they come up to her throughout. So when we hit, hit when they finally converge in this dream, they both kind of see each other mm-hmm. as they internally or mentally are, you know, or you know, what they wish they, or not wish they are, but what they accept that they are. I would actually say Mike is right, but it's... I think I agree with him. Were we disagreeing? I totally no, agree with was him. Like, no, I don't think... pretty much the same yeah, thing. I wasn't disagreeing with him in th- the slightest. I think it's both. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a lot better to say than Mike is right, because you're implying something. <laughs> you're implying something's happening here. <laughs> that's not. I think I think it's both... I know, I actually think it's both their fear and their wants, right? Because I think what happens is they hit... The, the the extremes on the end like you see like like crank is not ha- he realizes he's turning into a baby he did yeah. not want to be a baby yeah yeah and he goes to the that far extreme of of turning into a baby and she turns and she didn't want to be she just wanted to be an adult she didn't want to be an older lady right and i think the 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 portion of her wanting to be the, uh, the adult is um one of the, it's the weird it's kind of like the weirder story in the film which is her kind of crush that she has on one yeah, that plays out throughout the film, and that she's it like more. I get mentally more of an adult, and obviously once they're definitely under- saying that one is simple. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole scene where she says, "But he's an adult," and then she says, "Yeah, no, he's not." No, no, yeah, like no. look at him. No, he's not. Yeah, he's right. he's his character is played very innocently, but you can tell that she wants to be older so that she can have somewhat of a relationship with him, and that is what she wanted. Where Crane wanted to be younger so he's not dying, and then it's this. But they go to the extreme on each one, so I think it's both like they they get what they wanted, and then they get the worst case scenario of both. Mm-hmm. And because it, it turns into a nightmare, anything that Crane's in that dream world turns into a nightmare, and she kind of takes him with. So, I don't know. That's I, it's it's a weird. It is yeah, a weird. So fuck you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Guess I was wrong. <laughs> no, no. It's it's. I know. I like the different interpretations. Like it's, I, and I don't know what mine means. I like that your guys has more of a like a sound reasoning. <laughs> did it? But did it though? Did I don't it? know. I feel like um, we're all grabbing at straws here, but it's okay. I mean, we get. Let's talk about the this. I mean. I, the the crush that you're saying, I feel yeah. like it was more of a crush than it was like a. I mean, did she really want to? I didn't know about the crush. I got, part I got it from the. I I got it from the wife. I got it from the the the, the wife speech. Yeah, I know that she definitely about. wanted to be in somewhat of a, of a of a relationship with him. It's a weird. And part they, of the, film. the kids accuse her of it at one point in time too. You yes. have a crush on him. She's like, no, I don't. Yeah. Like. I don't know. I don't know. I definitely think if if it is anything, it is and nothing more than a childhood crush. No, right? I agree with that. Like I don't I don't know that this is like a like a situation like in Big where it was just like I only wish I was a little bit <laughs> No, no, I more think more mature. But like it's like, you know what I mean? It's the girl 
it's the girl dream, like you know what I mean? Like when girls are like, Oh my god, JTT. I don't think You know so. what I mean? I, like I wish I was I, I wish I could marry I him. agree. I agree. <laughs> like, Listen, I wish I was old enough to co- marry yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> I agree with you. I think there's a crush there, but I don't think I think go back to what you were just saying, I don't think that crush is the reason why she converged into a mature adult in the dream. That's not what I, I, I don't know if I feel, if I feel like that. Cause I feel like she was kind of, I feel like, I feel like she would have wanted to be an adult anyway from this character because she, she pretty much lives by adults kind of Same. ruling her she's life already, anyway. Well, she's already yeah. lost her innocence. Just yeah. yeah. It's like she, if, if, if she can now herself. be an, uh, a mature adult who might have more opportunity to just get the fuck out of what she's doing yeah. and, and stuff. I thought maybe that's what, but I, I agree with, it going the wrong way and going yeah. too far. So, yeah, it, and it's open to interpretation. That's what I, I kind of like about it too. Is, is it's open for interpretation. Chris, what did you think? Yeah, so fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Again, <laughs> just just not on batting, not a thousand, not batting a thousand tonight. Old beer, you're Mike. Just, nope. You're just being over there all all silent, Chris tonight. So what do I think about like their relationship. No, I, like any maybe give me a theme you may have picked up in this film. I, anything? Didn't I just, you do just that? keep. keep <laughs> Didn't I just do that? I feel that? like Chris has been pretty, like, Is he talking yeah. tonight? I've been, yeah. I've actually been the most silent tonight. Look at this, there's a whole block in there, and I just didn't talk at all. Oh, well, neither did Chris, actually. Now we have a visual <laughs> representation. Good job. <laughs> all right. What did I think about what? Yeah, what did you think about the movie? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think, Gary? Yeah, just go, Chris, just Chris, start, just, just go. go. For it. Hey. Chris, talk about the film, Chris. You guys are being real dis- dick functional right now, okay? Very dick functional. This is a wild episode. City of Lost Children. Uh, so one of the other things it's I very ha- expressionist podcast, it's very surrealistic. surrealistic. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't quite know where I'm at. I feel disoriented yeah. the whole time. <laughs> like, it's, are we are we in Waterworld? Is it yeah. upside down? What is this? Waterworld. I like the walls are wet in this room right now too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Waterworld, the Crow Dark City. <laughs> city of Lost Waterworld crows. City of Lost Water. <laughs> World. God damn it. <laughs> Good shit. What did you think about the movie, Chris? Yeah, Chris. No, <laughs> where Chris, are we, Chris? How do you feel about the the fact that they try to to mix surrealism, comedy, and a drama together? I liked it. I feel like the comedy is very mis. It felt out of place for me. Not for me. I uh, liked it. Uh, I was I'm, surprised I, by it. Yeah, I felt in place for for like a French film. I feel like for this for this director, yes. Yeah, all of his films are like. Kind of like this. Yeah, it had that like little offbeat sense of humor. Just kind of a weird, bizarre child. Maybe like like a a childlike sense of humor. Yeah, like what I would call fantastic realism, which is like fantasy, but like in a realistic sense. Like, um, like I said, Amelie. If you ever seen Amelie, it's it's just it. You know, it got you. It. I. I feel like all of his films, that one got the most slack for being too much like. Cutesy, like look at Audrey Tato, and there she goes. Yeah, <laughs> there she goes, skipping She's along. So cute. <laughs> oh, there she is, imagining things again. <laughs> <laughs> Such an imaginative girl. Yeah. Why do you guys say an Irish? <laughs> I don't know. We're just going into another land right yeah. now, Cody. It's, it's another land where the Irish are really the French. And Audrey Tato is and skipping Tato around. Is just skipping. That yeah. little brother kid's cute as hell. Look at that. Goddamn the cute food kid. Eater. Adorable yeah, kid. dude. Jesus Christ, that kid eats like me. <laughs> what a great little character thing, though, to give that kid. I like that. Yeah, he's just always. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I like that so much, but it's it was cool. Hungry. He just had like his own thing in this movie, which was like he's always eating. I like when they send him up in the. Uh, it what do they call it dumb waiter. They send yeah. him up and, and the, pl- the the plate of food. Well, can I? The say plate of food is bones. <laughs> he actually shredded it down to bones. This is something that I like about this film, and I feel like I like about all this director's films. It's like he does this thing where even small characters. 
get like these weird backstories. Like yeah. the assassin, you get an idea that like, okay, so he owes something to these sisters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like, but like he, he also has a soft play. spot for this girl and blah, blah, blah. And then like even the sisters, you, like they love jewelry and like mm-hmm, they all yeah. have like, like um, I feel like Amelie, of, uh, like that's a film also that does that a lot. Like, like, you know, when Pierre was nine years old, you know, like this is the reason why he made this decision right now. Right. Like they do these backstories well, where yeah. they really try to delve into every character's but it wasn't, motivation. It wasn't. It wasn't heavy. It was like it, yeah. a backstory that yes. that happened to to go along with a specific action that I'm seeing right now. Right. You know, it's like I I get I see the action. I see the backstory. It's done. And it's, it's like, like yeah. this is good. You you you've given me more meat to this character without making me feel like you're just spoon feeding me a bunch of shit. Correct. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. I like that. Smart, well, mar- smart writing, really. I think to to be able to pull that off, that's not an easy it's a thing, thing to do. To, do, to like yeah. introduce a character out of nowhere and all of a sudden be like, "All right, why? What's his motivation?" I feel like I kind of let's know give this him character, a, yeah. like a yeah. five second backstory. Like, and I, like all I needed, all. all I needed for the uh, who's the guy who has the fleas? What was his name? Is it Macron? Macron. Uh, so it- all all I needed from him was was the the octopus pulling the the thing off the table, and you see that he was uh, a carnival crooner. And I was just mm. like, okay, I get him. I get yeah. him. I it's get Marcello. his character. I get, okay, Marcello. Mar- Marcello. 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 Yeah. So, yeah, it, that's the exact moment. It's, it's it's literally one shot, and I get it. Also, no, I like also that you get the backstory on his character of that he's obviously he's obviously an opiate addict from what I believe is just doing these assassinations. Like, he is definitely... I, you can definitely tell. I don't think he is happy with the choices that he's he's made. He's trying to cope with like his fucking and killing people. Yeah, killing like people. I think it's mm-hmm. what he's trying to cope with. And these these women, the, the octopus, keep on yeah. having him do it. Like the backstory I got was that he 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 was like a carnival, like a traveling carnival yeah, person. Think... And I don't think he was making any money at it. He had the he had the octopus ladies as one of his freak shows. See, and think, then he had the flea was part of his flea circus his, his flea circus that he I guarantee he had. I, yeah. I think they may have been lovers. Yeah, because why is yeah. he so indebted to them? Because yeah. he kept them in a cage. They said that specifically. Oh there they, we go. They specifically I, specifically I made a comment like made a comment cage. about about how oh this is very reminiscent of that cage you used to keep us in. More fun facts with Kyle, otherwise known as but explain the plot. Still the but still <laughs> the explain it's important the plot points. <laughs> So is he like regretful so for I doing that? I think he's indebted to. I think so. I think so. <laughs> I, think he, I don't I, think I, get that. I feel like he. I thought he it was feels a fear. Guilty. It was like a fear. Yeah. I, I, feel I like think he it was more of like he was. He at some point was either in love or still in love with them. Is what I. Like what kills I them at the end. Yeah, because he had to. Brother, evil people. I don't yeah. think. <laughs> I don't think he was ever in love with them. I think at some I point. I, I. You know. I, I'd have to. When they were younger, beautiful. I would say that I kind of. I can't. I'm not going to dismiss that idea. When they were younger, beautiful twins. So what? They were stuck together, dude. It was a circus, man. Anything goes. Wild you know? times. Anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> Anything goes. Circus. That's what I think. Okay. Because I, I don't know. I have to believe that. I have to be, believe it's something more than like, oh, I felt bad for locking you into a cage. See, they weren't in the cage. It doesn't. The whole time. Yeah. I don't think that was well, let's it. Let's be honest. Three legs, two vaginas. <laughs> there's your t-shirt ah, there's your... <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> let's be honest three, three legs two vaginas <laughs> three legs two vaginas is what I would say <laughs> <laughs> fucking Mike walks into a bar let's be honest let's be honest I mean, let's you know. tell the truth right, just tell, tell the truth tell the truth <laughs> tell the truth just tell it stop lying about it. that's four boobs <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or three. Either way. Either way, more than two. Two regular boobs and one super boob in the middle. Yeah. Super boob. Yeah. <laughs> super boob. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one sports bra <laughs> boot right in the middle. Yeah. God. This is, a, this, is a, this is a wacky sort of episode, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is, because I feel like I got a lot more feels from this movie and deeper stuff than usual. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I don't know. Like, I... I <laughs> Where, where were you going to go? Yeah. Uh, no, for a second, what, I thought, what, like, what did I you thought, just abandon? I was going to say, I feel like I got more feels than you guys did. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you were ready. You were locked and loaded. You were like ready, ready to fire yeah. back. That's where he was going yeah. with it. And I was just like locked and loaded. Yeah. No, no, okay. Then I, then I, then I usually do, which is okay. you know, and um, more so than great but gardens. Th- but yeah, yeah. Okay. But here's the thing. You know, real people versus fake people. Yeah, I love fake right. people. That's the thing. I can connect with fairy tales. <laughs> you know? All right. Um, fairy tales. It's true. It's true. I can't. I don't know why. I know that explains your love of um, your love of Steven Seagal because he's a walking fairy tale. <laughs> you know what? Glimmer man. It brings me to my original point of as I don't know if this movie <laughs> Steven Seagal brings you to that original. Yeah, point. It brings you to that original point. <laughs> I don't know if this. <laughs> I don't know if this this fleshes out the themes that I see in this movie enough. I almost feel like there's maybe too much, too many things that they're trying to say. Listen, dude, this is a dude, to where it doesn't is, connect. This is a surrealist film, man. What you, what themes that you pulled out of it are like unique to you, and like, then you're not going to get enough of it because you're not sharing the same concept with the director a hundred percent. Yeah, but I don't know if I ever got closure. But can I also say something for a surrealist film? It has a pretty. Pretty simplistic thick, plot yeah. like understanding yeah it does like if you tried to explain it it's just like alright some dude like yeah, lost his brother and he went to go find plot, him we're not talking about plot though the plot's easy to get no I know we're but about, like we're talk- he's talking about emo- but, emotional context and reaction but the reaction Mountain is not a film that you can just start you know that whole film is yeah. symbolism I couldn't right, tell somebody like, like that I don't even know these are totally different films because the Holy Mountain does not really have a plot no they just shit in baskets whereas this one this one has a this one has a plot this one has a beginning middle of an e- and yeah. end, it's got a protagonist. Yeah, so I, what I'm saying it... is, I feel like the surrealism comes from more of the imagery than it does, which like, is what actually, I'm like, like yeah. driving yeah, his emotions with that. the film. Which is exactly what I was saying. His emotional reaction to the surrealistic aspects of the film and the is, is unique to him. What? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just saying, I, yeah, I would agree with the fact that it's just the visuals part that's surrealistic. I don't think the story is at all. I think this is like. I mean, I feel like vis- it keeps being referred to as not just by this group, but I'm sure by lots of people that's yeah. a surrealistic film. And it's like, to me, a surrealistic film is like the, the story itself doesn't make sense as well. But the story totally makes sense in this. It's not, it's not, if it, like you said, it's kind of like a fairy tale. It's like a children's tale almost. I, yeah. I don't know if I agree with would that, you, though. Yeah, would you? Because wouldn't you say that, like, I, I see what you're saying, but wouldn't you say that the story... The story is supposed to make sense in a, in a in a in a surrealist film in the fact of what you more or less feel rather than what the plot actually is. No, no, no. And am I wrong in that? Thinking well, that's that? like every film. Like you could say Back to the Future too. Like Biff's interpretation of like how he is in the future is like a representation of capitalism, <laughs> like and how it destroys the, the downtrodden. Like you could say that. Yeah. And it would probably be true, but it's like not like. Like a super major, like takeaway from that <laughs> film. Right. Yeah. You now, know? would you now are you are you would you say that that 
like maybe the stuff that I'm reading into it is is it too much, Chris. Then as far it, as like themes or or well, I just is, don't know uh, if I agree no, with no, Chris's no. definition of a surrealist film, though. Because I mean, l- l- listen, th- surrealism is imagery. That's like that was like the core of the surrealism movement was fucking paintings and art and visual media. Yeah, I guess you. That, no, but, that's but, true. But, but wait, uh, like I no, but uh, what I'm saying is, is like you can you can take surrealism on on different levels. You know, yes, what I mean? absolutely. Like yeah. in this film, I would say I'd give it like a three. Like I mean, out of what? Like I mean, out of five. If, if we're gonna so call five. if we're gonna call like the Holy Mountain or, Mountain or El Topo like a like a ten. Let's say we call that a ten. It's probably more than even that. Oh, you're saying on the on the scale of like on the scale of like okay, is the surrealism like ingrained in the plot and everything that yeah. the film is about? Like we could say that I think that Jodorowsky is more cryptic than a David Lynch film is, right. but this one like falls way way farther down the scale and ter- lower down the scale well, than those two films are. Like there's not there there are yeah sure there are things that are not. Obviously, you can't call it realism because they're so fantastical. Yeah, but I'm like, not gonna. It's not so ingrained in the plot where it's just like, well, I don't know where the story's going because yeah, even, these guys have weird eyes. There's even like, yeah, there's even know? scenes where it's like, oh, there's 20 Santa Clauses in a room coming down a chimney, which just turns out to be a dream, anyways. You yeah, know but that's I mean? just scary. I'm sorry, it's creepy. And you know, I don't know. They do some visual effects that are, you know, like like the way they made the screen all wavy, like during that scene specifically. Yeah, but like, like, I mean, they're like, like Brazil is like a fucking. Then Brazil is like mm-hmm. a surrealist film. Well, that's what, and the, I feel like that film is more cryptic than this film is. I think that's what this film is compared a lot to. Is uh, what's his name, Terry? Uh, Terry Gillum. Yes, yeah. his his. I guess that was a heavy influence. Into the mic. Oh, that was a heavy influence onto this film. I would say, yeah, Terry Gilliam. I also get like influences a little bit of like early like Guillermo del Toro, like in terms of the imagery, like okay. like Chronos and stuff like that. There's a lot of, like a real industrial feel mm-hmm. in terms of like like how do I put it? Like simple stuff put together in like an industrial way. Mm-hmm. Like in that film, you go into like a clockwork kind of situation. Like I feel like this is look. This is ni- like this that. is like uh, can we just create like a new genre? Is this '90s surrealism where it's all visual only with like a driving plot? So all the visuals in the city and all looks really fantastical and and kind of weird. Yeah, because you could you kind of say the same. I mean, I see the go, same thing in, uh, in Dark, Dark City. city you yeah. see the same yeah. thing in Crow. It's the same. It's the same kind of approach and style. Whereas this comic book goth surrealist. Yeah. Well, everything was dark. I mean, like, I mean, that was just. I know that was a that was a popular thing to yeah. do was darkness. Yeah. Although I don't, I don't think that this director doesn't come across to me as the type of director that. All right, so it's not... um, like was trying to make a dark film. Right. You know. No, what I, I mean? agree with that. I feel like maybe it got popular because it just happened to hit the right time. Mm. He doesn't seem like the type of person that's like. Uh, like Dark City, you can tell like it's trying to be well, dark. You know, <laughs> it's literally in the title. Or I should say, not not. I didn't mean Dark City. I actually meant Sin City. But um, like it's like designed like a Frank Miller designed to be dark yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. See, the more I think about this film, the more we talk about it. I keep on thinking about maybe this film is a lot about like the oppression of adulthood and how we try to escape it. The more I think about it, and like just how different characters can represent different aspects of that. All right, so it's not a surrealist film. Fuck you, Mike. No, I didn't say it. No, No, it definitely (laughs) is. (laughs) Okay. But no, no. I'm sorry. I just wanted to get that last one in there. <laughs> like I, I had but, it locked and loaded for a while. But, and you started I mean, going down a path. I was like, I'm just my last chance to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But I feel like that's like I guess wouldn't that be like I, I, oh no I guess that would just be an overlaying theme in, in how the fairy tale is played out. Yeah, kind of, I, in, I think that plot. that's I mean, right? I mean, I I don't t- totally disagree with that. Because what with I guess I guess my question is, is the whole what, point. Yeah, the whole the whole thing with Crank is trying to dream. He's trying to and he's going after specifically children for the dreams. It's just kind of this. Not wanting this adulthood that's being thrusted upon him, yeah, at I, rapid well, pace. And then remember being a child and wanting to be an adult, mm-hmm. and then and that's mignette. Yeah. That's mignette. You got that. Yeah, the, going chil- on. the children, the children One. in the film are are, are are thrusted upon with with adults' responsibilities. The adults are trying desperately to 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 re recapture oh. the this childlike wonder and imagination. One is basically a child in a man's body. Like there's mm-hmm. there's you know I mean there's a lot of age themes in this that yeah. I pick up and I. Now, the more I think about it, I think it's that's kind of more of like what this whole movie is is basically about, which would be, I guess, the overlaying theme of the the fairy tale. But I don't know what I guess what the moral story would be. Yeah, what's the moral story here? What's the, the lesson? What's the mo- moral? Yeah, of the yeah film? what's the lesson? Yeah, what's that, the and every fairy tale has some kind of lesson or moral. I really thought it was what I said, which was like family is like yeah, more fun. than yeah, just yeah, no, fight yeah, for what's there. good. Like go out, you know, like. <laughs> Another inspirational poster by Chris. <laughs> Fight, for, Fight what? for what's good. Yeah. Go out there. <laughs> Period. <laughs> That's all we got out of Chris. You Thanks, know, coach. Fight, fight, fight for what's good. Go out there. Thanks, well, that's coach. All I got. You're the best coach. <laughs> I mean, maybe even that like youth comes Fuck in him. in different versions than just like how old you are because. One is how about how about youth is a state of mind. Age is yeah. nothing but a number, like a age is nothing but a number. It comes down to something that simple. <laughs> really, it really only yeah. hit it like, way back then. She knew what she was talking about. It was the theme of the film. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if like the director was like in, in, like in a like in a like in a press conference and he was just like I came up in French he was like I came up with this idea from Alias. Age is but a number. Alia, he's so brilliant. He's so brilliant. I keep on getting drawn back to the crank and trying to figure out what. What are you confused about, Crank? I don't think I'm confused. He's just trying to understand what the, I guess, the message behind his character is, and maybe not the or overlaying. What's the message behind the the message behind his character? Is he's fearful of of dying, of growing old, right? Yeah, and you have the. What's the uh, message behind the octopus twins? What's their I capitalism? (laughs) Capitalism. (laughs) Capitalism. I think Crank is the easiest one to figure yeah, out. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's just like he. What he, about what about the son who's like multiplied and like ever? They're all fighting to be the most the, special yeah. one. And the, like, well, and that's well, even an easy one. Right? I mean, yeah. like you're you're living in a life where everyone looks the same as you, and you have to find some individuality in this yeah. world. Yeah. And yeah. every one of them is like I'm the original. And they keep in mind, keep mind, this is this is pre social media. All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. If they all had the same Facebook. Yeah. yeah, people yeah. were on AOL chats. Yeah, they were no, I, I I agree with that. Like, Aim. I almost took it as like, almost as like a societal thing too. Like, where everybody thinks that they're original when we're you know when a lot of people just follow like the same trend. Basically, I'll tell you the guy that that the, the most cryptic to me is actually the brain that's in the yeah uh, yeah. Whose side is he on? He's he's so he's he's, he's self he's on his own side. Yeah, he's trying to keep keep his ass he, alive. Think about it at the end, and I love that he can control his wheel his wheelie cart that he's on. He's like he's just cruising himself down the hallway. At the Such end, cool, at, at the end, cool. the weird thing is, is the creator destroys himself, but in doing so, creates two well like a new family. How so? A new what? leader. 
Well, he creates a new fa- he creates a new family in Uncle Irvin and and the in the in the children. Is it Irvin? Yeah, I think it's okay. Irvin, right? That was Isaac. Is it Isaac? I don't know. Irvin? It's not important. It's, it's not, Irvin. Yeah, let's not go down that dusty trail. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Irvin. There you go. Okay. Um, <laughs> I t- I took it as him taking over as like the the head of the family now and and t- starting off with. I took it as he was trying to do that from the get go. Yeah. Though. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. No. I think it was his whole his... trying to assert like control over. The he situation. definitely didn't want to be. He didn't like the fact that Crank had established himself as like the patriarch of this family. Yeah. He, yeah. And yeah. Then he was like essentially a, to a, a slave driver, right. especially with. Well, with the uh, clones, because he was making them do things like tell them stories I, until they I fucking think, passed out. Well, I think yeah. the, the the thing I um, tell them dreams. I believe the I believe if I'm not mistaken. Uncle Irvin was I believe created first. I could be wrong. You know, here's the thing about it. If if I were to give each one of them like an age, I felt that Irvin was the oldest. Yes. That he did come off as almost like a grandfather figure. Yeah. Like the elderly man, like the more wise of everybody, but like not everybody listened to him because he's See, I don't think so because Irvin tells the story. I think that's what you're going to say. I, right? I was going to say, isn't Crank like urging or aging more rapidly? Right. So he's not so. technically the oldest. I think, I, I but, but, but Uncle Irvin actually tells the funny story, quote unquote, which explains the order in which everybody was created. The and princess was, was created first, but she was flawed. Right. Mm-hmm. The clones were created next. They were flawed. Right. The brain, him, was created next, and he was flawed. But, like, here's the thing, though. the sci- Even the scientist, the original, has a very, like, lackadaisical, like, weird kind of, like, almost childish attitude about him, you know? I, even when he becomes self-aware... Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like, what are you Oh no, I was just like, I just yeah. hear you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the best word to use. To. <laughs> he just, he I was just. Like, came, oh, you're gonna use that one, huh? He came more. He came. He came <laughs> off as more like, <laughs> like. At, I mean, at first, before when he's in the submarine, he seems like he's <laughs> he's crazy. Like he's definitely crazy, yeah. but also like he doesn't care. And then he finally has some direction. But even then, it almost seems like his plan is not really, like, fleshed out that no, well. No, no, he's just screaming and running. <laughs> right. And then, like, at the end, too, like, the, the weird thing about it is, like, he's like, I'm so happy that I strapped myself in a bomb. And then all of a sudden, he's either way off, and he's like, wait, maybe I don't want to die. Why did yeah. he change his mind? That's kind of what That's I was thinking. That is I th- one part I, that I didn't quite understand. I think, I think because he saw the opportunity to... You know, take the place of Crank with all of all of his his clones or his offspring, maybe. I don't know. That's the only thing I got from that's it. A, I was like, that yeah, was a weird character. A weird th- I thought that was like a weird that's character. Was, it was a weird thing to see the, the the again the creator of this the, this original family who essentially that they they tried to kill and yeah he fought get rid back of, at first. He was the first person of, to fight back. He come, I think he comes back and I think he's so hell bent on revenge. Because of who yeah. tried to hurt him, and then they're gone, and then he sees what he, what he created and wants to be a part of it, and then he pulls himself up. Yep. Yeah. So it's a weird. I, felt bad I don't know what that means, end. though. I don't know. I, I don't know what that means of why, if that or if that means anything. I don't know if I'm reading too deep into this film on a lot. Do you of think these that films. I I do think, but the <laughs> actor that played. <laughs> You do think he is he's reading too, too much into it? No, 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 no. No. <laughs> no, that's fine if you do. I mean, he hasn't said a thing about it. No, I don't. No, I don't think about. you're reading too deep into it. I think, but I think what I was going to say is that actor who played the scientist and the other six clones. Yes. Right. Did a great job. He's a great actor. I mean, he's an anomaly. He's in a lot of. Isn't stuff. that bitter beer face guy? No, no, no. It looks like bitter beer no, face that's, guy. Dude. That's the uh, that's the that's the dude in the wheelchair it's from something, Resurrection. Something pinion. 
I can't remember, remember his. It was like better remember face a- guy. Alien Resurrection, the dude who was in the wheelchair. Alien Resurrection was directed by this guy. Yeah, yeah. and that, and this that guy, guy this is guy the dude in the wheelchair. This guy's in a lot of of this director's films. He's yep. a great actor. I mean, to, Dominique Pignon. to pull actor. that off, to pull off all those characters. I was more impressed with with him than I was uh, that movie Split. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And there's Chris's Dave, review. James McAvoy ain't got nothing on Pinion. McAvoy? McAvoy. 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 I can't. I can't pronounce a French name for the life of me, but I can sure fucking. It's, it's, no, it's a, he, It was a McDonald's promo that just happened. <laughs> yeah, he forgot a, about it. Call those a McAvoy's. We have a real McAvoy. You buy one fucking double cheeseburger, you get another one free. Tuesday night's McAvoy. I got to tell you, I really fucked up the other day. I really McAvoy the plot to the new Star Wars what do you say we rate this Mammer Jammer? What do you want to rate it, Cody? Well, let's rate it Krangs. Ooh. I think it's appropriate. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reference. Yeah. I think it makes perfect sense with this film. <laughs> 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 Fucking great. Any of that come out your nose? No, yeah. God no. damn it. Hey, don't get that on Grandma's table, okay? No, no, I get that on, you got that on, on fucking Grandpa Mike's floor. <laughs> Grandpa Mike's floor. Cra- <laughs> it's even more funny that you respond to it with such an NPR voice. Oh, that was very funny. And that was that was a joke from Kyle's let's, new stand-up. Real laugh. Grandma's table. Let's Call start with, with the uh, let's start with the enthusiast who loves that we're rating it. Krang's Chris. Okay, I'm gonna give this a three and a half. Um, I like this movie. I thought it was cool. I'm glad I got to go back and watch it because the first time I did, I don't think I picked up on as much as I did on this viewing. Um, and wow, how creative this, these directors are, you know, these people like really pulled it off. The set design is insane. It's crazy looking. It looks like nowhere you've ever seen before. Ron Perlman's really good. Like you can tell he's got some, some acting chops, even though he is playing a simple man, he does a good job. Like all the kids did a good job. Crank, crank, God damn it. <laughs> crank was, uh, was a good, he's a good villain. Like he's crazy looking. He's unique. Like this film has a total style to it. I think it it you know, for what it is, does a fantastic job. Three and a half. Three and a half for Chris. Let's go to Kyle. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give this movie a three. Um, I enjoyed it first time seeing it. Um, I fucking absolutely love the visual aspect of this picture. It's just there's just so much to take in, and it it creates such a that the set design is such a, a another character onto itself in this film. Um, you know, the only reason I think I'm not going to grade it a little bit higher is that the the only qualm I'd say I had this film being it was my first time watching it was that um, you know the this film is structured as such that so that we're presented with with Crank's story of him him attempting to steal or to live in dreams of children, and then we're and then we cut to the the story of uh, of one and um, him his search for his brother and I felt like towards the beginning of the film I felt like those two stories just didn't feel like they were vibing together really well and it wasn't until towards the very end where I feel like those all kind of came together and meshed perfectly together and kind of felt like a cohesive thing but prior to that it kind of felt like two stories kind of fractured a little bit for me so I it's just kind of nitpicking but because it. Because it left me, I say there's some parts where I just kind of didn't care about certain stories at certain points in the film. 
that's I'm gonna knock it down for that. But I mean, visually speaking, fucking awesome film. Fun fact about Ron Perlman, uh, he uh, he said in an interview, um, he said in an interview one time that the uh, scene where he has to turn on uh, the little girl and attempt to kill her, mm-hmm. one of the hardest scene he's ever had to do for a film. I thought, I thought you were going to say he actually killed the little girl. He actually murdered that little girl. <laughs> <laughs> the girl's not alive anymore. Yeah. It was the last so film she ever did. This is actually a snuff film. <laughs> well, fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. God. Fun pa- facts with Kyle. Popular uh, theme in the 90s. Uh, also check out The Crow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So a three, it's a great watch. Visually badass. Check it out. Mike. I am going to give this four crings. I, uh... I, I, dude, I like this guy's films. I like Jean-Wee. Jean-Wee? Jean-Wee? Jean-Wee. I like Jean-Wee's films. I like these films. Um, I like the the fanciful kind of like, but like merged with reality kind of look yeah. and feel. I really do like the way that he does like delve into even like side characters, weird backstories and kind of gives you like a real, I mean, in terms of like a character exploration, like I feel like his films do a really good job. You know, I remember the first time I saw Amelie, I was like, like, I love that film, you know? And this film, you know, I hadn't seen it in a while, but going back to it, I can definitely see the connection between them and, like, the storytelling aspects that really kind of, like, merged together. Um, and I just feel like, I, I didn't, I, I guess maybe I didn't feel as lost as some people are saying, or, like, disconnected from the two different stories, I, as much as everybody else is saying. I don't know. I, I felt like it was pretty cohesive. I don't feel like everybody else is saying that. That was just that was literally just me. Was it just you that said it? But the Cody also said that he felt like there was a he didn't quite capture no. and I don't know what your review is gonna be yet, but he that he didn't quite capture what he was trying to go for. Yeah. Mm, he, no, he, he definitely said that. Yeah, yeah. And yes. I I'll restate. Oh, I will restate. Okay. Yeah, so I uh, I don't know if the, if there is a if that's a theme with everybody. I, I, I thought it was pretty straightforward. Yeah, that and so that's four for Mike. Four, four cranks. Yeah, I'll go now. Uh, what I what I said is I don't know if this movie explores its themes like basically all the way. You know what I mean? Like I think like I don't know. I don't ever feel like I got a conclusion to any one of the themes or maybe what the 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 what the overall the the film's trying to say. I think I have a better understanding after having this conversation and flushing it out with you guys. That I think it's more about like yeah like maybe like the oppressions of adulthood adulthood and wanting to hold on to being a child and then you know being a child and wanting to being an adult and like this this weird cross between and where it kind of loses its innocence and it's you know what I mean like I think that's all in there I just don't know if I am not um, interpreting it all right or if I'm not getting or if it's not being given to me right. Um, so that's where I, I, I'm in a cross. But I do really like this film. Like, that's the thing. I love that it, it makes me ask those questions and that it actually has the, like, it, I like that it gives me those those deeper films. Like, like like you guys love Jodorowsky films. Like, or not, I don't I shouldn't put words in your mouth, but you guys like Jodorowsky films yeah. to where it's like, and I'm like, nah, dude, shit's in a basket. I don't really get it. Whatever. <laughs> um, it wasn't with, a basket for crying out loud. With this one, whatever. Dude, it was a basket. jar. It's a jar. The glass jar. It's <laughs> the whole plot of the film. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? It's a glass cookie jar. All right, I was making a joke. Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Could throw one more in there. I like it. I see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the episode's not over yet. <laughs> so, like with this one, what I like about it is, is that I can get deep with this one, but also I have like that fairy tale story that I can easily follow along with, where I'm just not like 
God, what the hell is this about? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I like is that, that the I can... voice you use when you're confused by a movie. <laughs> In a movie, yeah. he just gets real, <laughs> he gets really <laughs> southern. Now. God, God damn it! it. <laughs> God get damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Drinking, his, drinking like moonshine out of a jug. Yeah. Damn it! Well, I don't get this one again. Better go get the jug. <laughs> this is a goddamn continuum. <laughs> maybe, 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 the, maybe the shine will cause me a little blindness while I finish this picture. But visually, this movie I think is is stunning and it's fun to watch. Um, and it's cool how they used like a lot of camera tricks to do a lot of what they did. Um, so I mean, I'm gonna come in at a four with Mike. Um, I. I, if I can, because I, I really like this film. I have since I was a, 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 a young sprite. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. So a, a, right. a, a young I lad. Sprite? I was a young lad, uh, and I still like. I still enjoy watching this film. Um, I think it could be a five for me someday. I just gotta keep watching it. <laughs> Someday. 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 Someday I'll get better after I force myself to re- watch it. A bunch I'll just of times. keep watching. I gotta work myself up to a five. <laughs> until I fucking, until I can't take it anymore. I give it a five yeah. to end the cycle. Yeah. <laughs> that weird moment between I've heard this song too many fucking times and I can't stand yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, and once you get to it, uh, you're like, okay, I, I you know agree. what? I never, the I, I've ever heard. I never really realized how good this song was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our show for this week. We do have two reviews to Ooh, read. I want to read one. Go ahead. <laughs> Someone pick one. You like that? I'll read the other. Uh, who wants to go first? Let's hear him. I'll go first. This is uh, Mandy slash That Strange Show. I don't know if that's her show, if she, so she has, has a show she, called yeah, That the, Strange yeah, Show. Yeah, she has a podcast called That Strange she Show. Can we find that on iTunes as well? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Shout out to I Mandy. Yeah. Hey, everybody, listen to That Strange Show. Yeah. Right. Uh, she does also. You can also follow her on uh, Instagram. She does great makeup stuff. Uh, check it out. She does really good makeup. There we go. Like, really hey, great stuff. shout outs here. Yeah. And Mandy gave us five stars, and she says one of my favorites from Lynch. I'm assuming she meant the Elephant Man, which we haven't reviewed yet. <laughs> <laughs> great listen. Thumbs up. Hey, thank you very much, Mandy. What was the title of the... Uh, thank you for doing Lost Highway. There we go. That's probably how we <laughs> figure out what movie she was talking but about. But then it ruins my joke. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. That's fucking funny. All right, uh, Kyle, you want to read the next one? Sure. This one is from Joey Azul. And the title of this review is uh, Cult Film and Review, the name of our show. <laughs> Joey gave us five stars. He says, you guys are awesome. Sounds like I'm listening to my friends discuss movies. I am waiting for a Mac and Me episode. Would be epic. Keep up the great work, guys. And he threw his Instagram down here, Joey Azul. So hit him up on Instagram. So thank you for the review, guys. Uh, thank you, Joey. Thank you, Mandy, for the reviews. We really appreciate them. Keep them coming, guys. We, we've had one for like the last three weeks. I know. We're killing it. We're killing it right now. Yeah. No, you guys are killing it. By leaving those reviews. Oh, you are. Man, the, the, the nice the nice kindness just keeps coming. Now, remember, if you want to follow <laughs> us on social media, you can do so at cultfilm underscore review on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow our YouTube page. Leave us a review. Subscribe on iTunes. You can follow Kyle. Ah! You can follow me on Instagram at cultfilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at cultfilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at at Mike Salustio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram. That's our show. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time.